Today is Thursday, April 27th, 2022, and Joe Biden wants to control truth itself. <laughs> We're not talking about truth social. We're talking about actual truth. Joe Biden started his own ministry of truth yesterday. We cannot believe we're in this chapter of 1984 already. They calls it a disinformation board and it's headed up by a blue and on conspiracy theorist, Russian disinformation, Hunter Biden, laptop denier. Too good to be true. Thank God for Elon Musk and thank God for John Durham. John Durham is arguing that there's a strong intersection between Christopher Steele of the Dirty Dossier and the Dirty Clinton campaign and her lawyers. Woof, ladies and gentlemen, he's setting her up for a conspiracy theory indictment and we're here for it. Hunter Biden is ripping the Clinton crime family. That's interesting. The true crime family is at war, calling him an a-hole and saying he looks like shit. Well, we'll get all into that story too. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. The Department of Homeland Security is setting up a a disinformation board and what it's going to do is it's going to tackle misinformation within minority communities and the person who's in charge of it her name is Nina Jankowitz and she's quoted as saying and this is about Elon Musk I shudder to think if free speech absolutists are taking over she's also quoted as saying we should review we should view Hunter Biden's laptop as a Trump campaign product. So she was obviously wrong about that second one. A disinformation board, yeah. I mean, that is as dystopian as it sounds. Yeah, also the, the Biden disinformation board, that, that's a bit of an oxymoron or, or it's just plain moronic, right? Uh, that this thing even exists. This is the type of stuff that the North Korean government would invent or or the, the old Soviet Union would invent. Like, who is to be the arbiter of something like this when they obviously represent one ideology, one political organization? Good morning to you, 4.4 million awakening souls. We are the Great Awakening here on The Benny Show, and we are very excited to be building this community. Wow, what's been going on on Twitter? We just passed 600,000 followers on Twitter. That's like 100,000 followers in a week. Wow, very interesting. I heard they didn't censor conservatives on that platform, but suddenly Elon Musk takes over and here we are. We're very excited to be growing because we represent you. Our show is about you, your concerns, and we listen to you. We read the comments and we like to engage with our following. And it's about time that you had somebody speaking up for your values, your morals, and the things that you care about, specifically on the internet. The internet is just a new form of communication. Humans have been communicating for a very, very long time. Before the internet, there was radio, and then there were pamphlets and big newspapers, and so on and so forth. There was always a public town square. That's why Elon Musk bought Twitter. Elon Musk bought Twitter because it's important for people to be able to speak in the town square, and that's why we have that ensconced into our founding documents, driven into our founding documents. But why? Why were the founders so interested in free speech, freedom of the press, freedom to gather? Well, because they couldn't do those things. A lot of people don't study the history of colonial England and exactly what life was like for the 13 colonies and the colonists who lived inside of them. It wasn't good. You wouldn't recognize it. Or maybe you would if you worked at Twitter, because there is such a correlation between the tyranny of King George in the 13 colonies and the rules placed on the colonists and the people at Twitter currently and present day. They would have loved King George. They would have enjoyed being eunuchs in his court. They would have loved being jokesters and jokers and 
you know, the, the, the palace fools wandering around uh, inside of Buckingham Palace uh, entertaining their king because their king has exactly the rules that they have today on Twitter. Those rules are being blown up, thank God, but here they are. No free speech. Did you know that it was common law to criticize King George? You could be imprisoned. If you criticized publicly the king, you could go to jail. There wasn't free speech in the original 13 colonies. Why would any government allow itself to be criticized? Why would it allow itself to be slandered? Make that slander illegal. That's why it was so exciting for the colonists to have little pamphlets. They had pamphlets that they would pass around, and these were caricatures of the king. You could call them the original memes. There were drawings and so on and so forth, and a lot of times these were done under pseudonyms. That's why a lot of memers today use pseudonyms. The Poor Richard's Almanac that was written by Benjamin Franklin was a pseudonym. Benjamin Franklin didn't sign his name to it, and oftentimes the criticisms of the king and the powers that be were, of course, written anonymously, but they were by a founding father, Benjamin Franklin. This was the way of the day. You couldn't criticize the king. You couldn't have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, or freedom to gather. Large assemblies, of course, were stricken down. There were limits on where people could go and how many people could be there. Hmm, does that sound familiar? Huh, let me see. Was there a six-foot distancing rule in the 13 colonies? Kind of, I guess you could call it that. How many people could gather in one spot? There were rules on that. Hmm, very interesting. It's almost like the same old, tired, broken, wicked, diseased regimes use the same tactics every single time. Silence, free speech, silence people organizing, and then you're able to dictate what truth is. And that's exactly what King George tried to do, just like every other autocrat in human history. He failed at it. They lost a revolutionary war, and America was born. And when America was born, the founders took it right on time to put into the middle, not the middle, the very top of the founding documents, the First Amendment which guarantees free speech, guarantees free press, so you don't have to write under pseudonyms anymore, and guarantees the ability to meme, technically, right? The ability to criticize, the ability to ridicule, the ability to have freedom of thought with the knowledge that more thought equals better, and more conversation equals better, and more speech equals better, and that's just innate in human nature. And the good ideas will win out, and the bad ideas will be mocked and ridiculed. And oftentimes, it's the bad ideas that are the ones that trickle to the very top of the most evil people inside of government. The most, again, diseased people, the most broke-brained people, the people who live inside of the duopoly we talked about yesterday. The people who do not have consistency in their thought or truth in their souls. This is a world that we live in now today, where those same rotted people, those same rotted ideas are trying to force down upon you the ability to control your speech, your gathering, your press, and your thoughts. That's right. And by the way, freedom of press didn't include just the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN. In fact, corporate press would have been deeply odious to the Founding Fathers. That's precisely the problem, is that inside of old, merry old England, the press were organs of the state. They would have been disgusted by this. The press was supposed to be small bloggers, live streamers, podcasters, so on and so forth. The Founding Fathers would have been delighted at the esoteric and uh, very diverse constellation 
of small micro blogs and micro sites and big shows and small shows and middle-sized shows all across the board. And by the way, thank you for making our show such a success. It's been such a delightful month. We've had a record-breaking month in April because we've been listening to you and covering the topics you want to talk about. And so we thank you, by the way, also. You will always find on this show that we are receptive, a lot of people told us to start covering the American trucker convoy. We covered the Canadian trucker convoy. We even got cited by Canadian, I think, special police. They were following and monitoring our accounts. Internal documents show we were covering the Canadian trucker convoy so heavily they kept track of us. The law enforcement, federal law enforcement in Canada targeted this show. That's how powerful you are. The commenters said, Benny, why don't you cover the American truckers? And so we did for three straight days. We did trucker, American trucker convoy comments, and that's because we listened to you. That's the purpose of a free press. That's the reason that this free press exists and why our show exists. So anyhow, we thought that the founders would deeply enjoy the Benny show. I guess we're patting ourselves on the back there because it's what they intended press to be. We listen to you, we report on the topics that you are the most concerned with, and we reflect your values, your morals, your worldview, because uh, it's very good and positive to see the things that you believe reflected in the content and the media that you watch. It's also good to be challenged, and that's something that the left can't tolerate. The left now has a silver bullet for Elon Musk taking over Twitter, and that is to regulate speech from a governmental level. What's the first thing you do in the morning? I know it's a personal question, but I think it's relevant. The first thing I do is roll over and look at my phone. You probably are like millions and millions of Americans and you check in on your favorite websites, apps, your favorite creators. And what if you woke up every morning and they weren't there? They were deleted and erased on the internet. This is the reality for millions across this country every single morning because, well, Big tech hates us. That's just the reality. They hate your host right here. I mean, listen, guys, they don't want our worldview to be platformed. And so they come after us. And that's why it's important to build a new internet, a second internet. And there's only one company out there that's doing it, RightForge. RightForge is the internet company devoted to American values and free speech. They're on the front lines against leftist cancel culture. And they're even helping bring President Trump back online by hosting Truth Social. So move your site, your domain, anything that you value online to rightforge.com, the real American internet. Go to rightforge.com now to get started. Support a company that supports free speech and more importantly, supports you, your right to speak as an American. Rightforge.com. Go now. Now, of course, this is illegal, it's unconstitutional, and it will probably lead to even further declines in the polls for Joe Biden and further decline mentally for Joe Biden, if that's even possible. Joe Biden's brain is somehow like through the center of the earth, melting into the magma, magma core of the planet. But nonetheless, Joe Biden yesterday started a ministry of truth. Now, I give you that sort of recap of the Founding Fathers and why we have the First Amendment in order to tell you now exactly how evil it is that Joe Biden is starting a ministry of truth inside of the federal government. It's called the Disinformation Board. This is real. This Disinformation Board is headed by a Russia expat. A Russia expat! Democrats told you that Donald Trump colluded with Russia. Democrats told you that Hunter Biden's laptop was a Russian op. Democrats told you that voter fraud was a myth. Democrats told you that 
the lab leak theory was a conspiracy theory for coronavirus. Democrats told you that lockdowns worked in stopping the spread of coronavirus. And these are all lies. Democrats also told you that Joe Biden was a foreign policy expert and the adults were back in the room. So after lie and lie and more lies and pants on fire lies and just abysmal lies to wreck the country, what would be the next thing that Democrats started to do? Well, they'd want to control truth itself because if you can control truth itself, then you never have to answer for your lies. And that is why the Democrats yesterday started the Ministry of Truth. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats have gone all the way, all the way back to 1984. They've gotten into their DeLorean, their flux capacitor, all juiced up on uranium, and they are heading back to the book 1984, where there is an official government ministry that declares what is truth and what is disinformation, misinformation. That's right. Remember, disinformation and misinformation equals the truth that I don't want you to know about what we are doing, the things that we don't want you to uncover, the uncomfortable truths about the regime, such as Hunter Biden's laptop is real, and Donald Trump did not collude with Russia, and Hillary Clinton might be prosecuted, and Joe Biden might be prosecuted, and lockdowns didn't work. That's right. And lab leak theory, by the way, definitely the most plausible theory. Not just some guy on the internet saying that, the scientific community and the people who are studying the coronavirus saying that. So, ladies and gentlemen, who do you wish to believe? Well, Joe Biden has, for your humble consideration, a Russian collusion hoaxer and Hunter Biden laptop truther. That's right. She's a denier of the Hunter Biden laptop. We know this to be a true laptop. We know it to be real. And the Hunter Biden laptop denier he has appointed to the disinformation board at the Department of Human Services. That's right. We just quite shocked at exactly how quickly they ramped up right to the very end of the 1984 George Orwell book. And here they are, DeLorean and all. The Ministry of Truth was created yesterday, and this is absolutely the biggest story in the country. This ministry is obviously illegal. It's unconstitutional. It should be sued into oblivion through the center of the earth and melt into the magma at the core of our country. <laughs> but here we have, ladies and gentlemen, the Ministry of Truth set up by the Biden administration, run by somebody who called Hunter Biden's laptop a Trump campaign product, and says she shudders to think about Elon Musk taking over Twitter. My heavens. President Biden has set up a disinformation board, this according to the Daily Mail. This disinformation board will be headed up by woke so-called expert who's against free speech and tried to pour cold water on the Hunter Biden laptop scandal. Her name is Nina Jankowitz. Nina Jankowitz will head the Biden Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board as executive director. That's right. This is according to Politico. Homeland Security Secretary Alexandro Mayorkas did not disclose any powers that would be granted to this dystopian-sounding board while addressing lawmakers on Wednesday. The Disinformation Governance Board will be headed by Jankowitz, who is a fellow for the Wilson Center, whatever that is, confirmed reports that she will direct the board, sharing her official government portrait on social media. The cat's out of the bag. Here's what we have been up to over the past two months, she wrote. 
The only problem is that Jankowitz is a conspiracy theorist who is a blue and on freak who has been wrong about every major issue or conspiracy theory that has been floated by the blue and on wing nuts in her side of the party. I mean, she's like off the cliff. Here's Mayorkas talking about the Disinformation Governance Board, otherwise known as the Ministry of Truth. Can you share what steps you've taken and what future plans you have to address Spanish language mis- and disinformation through department-wide approach? Um, uh, Congresswoman, we have a number of different offices engaged in this critical effort. Of course, our Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency um, has an entire effort focused on election security right. uh, as part of its mission set. Our Office of Policy, Office of Planning, Policy, and Strategy um, also uh, is a leading effort. Uh, uh, our Undersecretary uh, for Policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair uh, with our Principal Deputy General Counsel, Jennifer Daskal, in um, leading a just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. Well, 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 the disinformation governance board. I'm not going to call it that. I'm not going to call it that Obama, Susan Rice, workshopped, uh, buzzwordy, all the Twitter employees who are leaving, like going into their little PR firms and coming up with a, uh, a term like that. That is so Orwellian and dystopian. No, no, no. It's the Ministry of Truth. That's exactly what it is. This is the Ministry of Truth that's being run by a nut. Somebody who belongs probably in the psych ward. A person who is so unhinged, Jankowitz, that she called the Hunter Biden laptop a Russian influence op. She said so on her own Twitter. We have the receipts. These are the times that try men's souls. Biblical times. Every headline you read, everywhere you look. Uncertainty and scary world events that are destabilizing, frankly. I mean, have you checked in on your food prices or gas prices lately? How about inflation? Even President Biden says that in regards to food shortages, it's going to be real. And you're starting to see that happen now. Friends, inflation continues to skyrocket and it will hit your bank account. It already has. 8% of your dollar has been evaporated and probably much, much more. Don't wait until your dollar is worth less to start thinking about protecting yourself. Buy something of actual worth. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. They've withheld the test of time all the way back into the ancient days. Right now, Birch Gold can help you convert your IRA and 401k into a tax-sheltered account in gold and silver. Get started right now. Text Benny to 989898. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help protect you. Text Benny to 989898 to begin protecting yourself with gold. Conservatives called out Jankowitz's role in downplaying information about Hunter Biden's laptop in 2020, asserting that it was likely Russian influence. That's right. Jankowitz has long been an advocate for social media censorship and regulation. So this is the state striking back. You didn't think the empire would strike back here. Elon Musk takes over Twitter and now you have Jankowitz. Yes, that's right. Jankowitz, who proudly testified 
to the House Select Committee on Intelligence on the dangers of misinformation and conspiracy theories and how to stop it online. Disinformation is a threat to democracy, she warned and criticized the government and social media platforms who have all but abdicated their responsibility to address domestic disinformation. This is incredible. I mean, it really is amazing. It's like, I read 1984 when I was a little kid and I read uh, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, and it is remarkable how we are just living inside the Venn diagram of those two books. These people speaking like this, this double t- these, this double talk, because it really is the opposite of everything they say is what they're doing, right? It's incredible. The opposite of what they are calling for is what they're doing. They say they want to defend democracy. They want to destroy democracy. Democracy only functions when people are allowed to see and, and weigh alternative opinions and decide on the best path forward. The point of a democracy is that people choose for themselves and the information before them, and then they move to a middle ground solution where both sides are happy. That's how you move forward as a society, is how you get some of the great advancements that America has brought to civilization. You certainly do not get that through one-side censorship and demagoguery, and that is exactly what this Jankowitz represents. She is indeed now the Ministry of Truth, the Russian disinformation expert, whichever, whatever that means, previously called the laptop of President Joe Biden's son, Hunter, which has been confirmed so many times over. We had Miranda Devine on the show uh, last week. We were very, very excited to talk to a number of experts about the Hunter Biden laptop. We've been talking about it for the better part of a year. We didn't need the New York Times or the Washington Post to tell us it was real. But now that the New York Times, Washington Post, and the Justice Department have told us it is real, well, perhaps it's time to start believing it's real. This is, by the way, the same Justice Department that is going after Hunter Biden for tax fraud using, as a basis, the the laptop. So this absolute sociopath, Jankowitz, is going to be working inside of a government that is using the laptop to prosecute the president's son while calling out disinformation. She's the one who is the spont of disinformation. She is the geyser of disinformation. She is the old faithful of disinformation spewing it onto the internet. Her old tweets are nothing but blue and on crazed conspiracy theorists and disinformation. There are too many of them. We'll do a full special on her. There's too many of them to actually cover here. But if you go through her Twitter bio, it's just an unhinged lunatic. And this is the person who's now going to be in charge of truth in our country at the dystopian level. These people do. They want to lose by a billion points. They want to lose 40 states in 2024. They want to lose their congressional majorities for a generation. They want to destroy the Democratic Party forever. And these people, their hubris will be their downfall. The scriptures, the holy scriptures say pride cometh before destruction. And there's nothing more prideful than saying we are the ones who are in charge of what truth is. That's right. Hmm. Jankowitz also suggested last week that she opposes the First Amendment because she said that it's bad for marginalized communities and calls Elon Musk's free free speech absolutist because he wants to take Twitter in a more open-to-all-voices direction. Elon Musk saying yesterday that this is just a platform that will abide by the First Amendment. So if they want regulations on free speech, then they have to pass it in Congress. He's going to essentially allow all speech that is legal, which is which is all speech, right, that is legal in this country. Uh, there, there are very few, if any, speech laws in this country. I'd have to go back and look. I'm not a lawyer. But Elon Musk is going to essentially say, if you don't want speech on Twitter, you're going to have to pass a law to make it illegal. 
and then we'll abide by the law. And that's precisely where that platform should go. And, and you're seeing like a huge boon on the platform, a, a total renaissance on Twitter. Accounts being brought back, people being able to speak freely. It's incredible, right? It's amazing. So if you want to pass laws that limit free speech, go ahead and try and pass them. They're illegal, they're unconstitutional, and uh, 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 nasty, sad people like Jenkowitz are going to sit there in their little government bureaus and try and limit your speech. These people are going to be sued into oblivion. Harmeet Dillon, who's our favorite, of course, right-wing lawyer, big free speech absolutist. She brings some of the best cases forward. She tweeted, uh, I bet, I, she tweeted, I hope you're ready for some lawsuits on the announcement of Jankowitz's little professional photo, government photo there. It's amazing how proud these people are of their government photos. I would not be proud of a government official portrait, let me tell you. Don't want the government to have my photos. Nobody wants the government to have your photos. And it is a photo that John Durham has of Hillary Clinton's corrupt conspiracies and her corrupt campaign that is starting to piece itself together. And you're beginning to see exactly how the Hillary Clinton crime operation worked. John Durham's team is arguing that the strong intersection between Christopher Steele's work and Michael Sussman's allegations against Trump is alluding to a conspiracy theory in order to smear Donald Trump and lie to federal law enforcement. Smearing Donald Trump? You can do it. Donald Trump? A lot of stuff to smear him on. I mean, he's been in the public eye for a very long time. That's not a crime. It's not a crime to lie about your political opponent. I mean, I mean should it be? You'd, you'd eliminate essentially... All political advertising, right? Because the old Jankowitz Ministry of Truth, right, would be going haywire if they were trying to limit the amount of lies that were being told specifically by this little White House. Lying is just part of politics. That's not illegal. What's illegal is lying to federal law enforcement in order to try and get a federal investigation opened into your political opponent, which is exactly what Hillary Clinton did. Let's read. This is from Fox News. Prosecutors of special counsel John Durham's team argued in federal court Wednesday that there is a strong intersection between the opposition research of then-candidate Donald Trump by ex-British intelligence officer Christopher Steele collecting data on behalf of the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign and allegations of Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman, presented of the FBI, uh, to tie, try, tie Trump to Russia's Alpha Bank. Sussman's defense attorneys said Steele is a lightning rod and argued that introducing anything from him uh, or his work would, in the trial, would be uh, prejudicial against their client. Well, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, shut up. You're criminals. During a motion hearing Wednesday at the U.S. District Court, uh, uh, U.S. District Court Christopher Cooper heard arguments uh, from both special counsel's team and the defense attorneys of Sussman about the various pieces of evidence and whether they can be admitted in the trial. Both sides agreed that Sussman met with Steele in July 2016. During that meeting, Durham's team argues that he told Steele about the Alpha Bank allegations on and on Wednesday, prosecutors claimed that after that meeting, Steele was immediately asked, tasked with investigating allegations related to the Alpha Bank. Wow, this is so juicy. Wow, okay. So let's unpack this. Uh, uh, prosecutors made clear, by the way, that they will not be calling Steele as a witness during the Sussman trial, which may make it more challenging for the government to invoke its, his name and work during the trial. We'll see. Sussman's defense attorney uh, said that the implication of Steele's name would be unduly prejudicial. Blah, blah, blah. Durham's team uh, said... Even without Steele, they believe there's evidence, while limited, would have shown strong intersection between Steele's opposition research and the Sussman Alpha Bank efforts. 
okay, what does this mean? It's so complicated, and it's because criminal conspiracies often are complicated in order to obscure their true intentions, right? A, a mafia organization doesn't tell you that they're running a illegal diamond smuggling operation, right? They, they don't make it easy to find out. So here it is laid bare. Hillary Clinton and her campaign went to Christopher Steele in order to get information about Donald Trump. There was no information about Donald Trump that was damaging enough to warrant any type of investigation, so they made it up. Christopher Steele is a disgraced ex-spy. He used Russian disinformation. You want to talk about disinformation. Christopher Steele used Russian spy information in order to slander and smear Donald Trump. He wrote the dossier, and inside of the dossier are the same allegations that Michael Sussman, her dirty lawyer over here, was working on. So it's like they're colluding together in order to smear Donald Trump. Michael Sussman is then going into the FBI and saying, hey, guys, I have this piece of information right here. It's just my own little research on Donald Trump. I completely made it up. It's 100% fabricated, but I'm just going to leave it here on the table. There you go. I'm just going to drop it right there, and you can look at it if you want to. Have an old looksy-poo at this information about Donald Trump that would lead you to federally investigate him. This was the scam. The Steele dossier was leaked to the media. Now, we know that the Steele dossier was leaked to the media in order to prevent Donald Trump from even being inaugurated. They thought that maybe they could damage him before even being inaugurated. This is how vicious and vengeful these people are, how disgusting and slithering, slimy, these snakes, they crawl on their bellies. These people are the refuse of the planet. They really are truly malevolent. There is nothing more evil than this. Hillary Clinton lost fair and square. She was beaten by Donald Trump in the 2016 election. There is no two ways around that. Donald Trump won legally and rightfully. Hillary Clinton then making up a scandal in order to hurt Donald Trump and in order to try and keep him from being inaugurated is quite literally an insurrection. I mean, it's like, this is, again, the thing that they accuse you of, they want to do. It's quite literally an attempt to undermine democracy itself. These people are such scum. Please, please, Lord, let them go to jail. We are praying for it, and our prayers may be answered by our boy, Daryl Issa. My boy, Daryl Issa from California. Dude rocks. You may remember he took a little bit of a break from Congress, ran again, won, and now Daryl Issa is calling the Hunter Biden laptop probe potentially the most damaging political bombshell in American history. Daryl Issa saying that on Tuesday, Daryl Issa on Tuesday determined that Hunter Biden's laptop calls for an investigation into the Biden family's selling of access to foreign interests. Finishing my first review of the document, the documents on Hunter Biden's laptop, Issa said, I am even more certain that we need a congressional investigation into the Biden family's selling of access to China and other foreign interests. If Republicans retake the House, they will be able to conduct an oversight investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop from hell and Joe Biden's involvement in the family business. Democrats currently control both chambers of Congress and are blocking any probe into the matter. ISIS statement comes as Hunter Biden's business partners visited the White House during Joe Biden's presidency 27 times, according to reported White House visitor laws. The meetings are significant because Joe Biden claimed to not know about Hunter Biden's family business scheme, despite 12 instances of Joe Biden playing a role in Hunter Biden's business. <laughs> I have never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings, Joe Biden said in 2019. Text messages from 2019 on Hunter Biden's laptop depicted the Biden family's payout mechanisms. The payouts indicated that a collection of 50% of familial salaries for 30 years 
Uh, and legal experts say the text could be legal predicates for racketeering charges. Yikes. Goodness gracious. And now, of course, we know because of the incredible New York Post, who has been right about the story every step of the way, that indeed Hunter Biden was selling access to his father and his father, ladies and gentlemen, was paying his bills. So they are completely and utterly colluding in order to essentially commit the largest political scandal in American history. That there is no, there's no other way to say it. It's the largest political scandal in American history because what they're doing is they're selling out our country. It's traitorous. They're selling our country to the highest bidder. They're selling out access to our nation's highest offices, the highest bidder. And those offices are owned by you. They're not owned by the Bidens. They're not owned by the people who occupy them. They're our offices. We fund them, pay for them, and they move from person to person. And so for some person to sit there and think as though like they're a monarch and they can just, like King George, as we were talking about earlier, can just utilize the office for their own personal gain. Guys, it's the biggest level of criminality I've ever seen, and we're so very excited to see Daryl Issa going in on this issue. Daryl is a bulldog. We know Daryl Issa. We like Daryl Issa a lot. That guy doesn't play. We're very, very excited to see where he goes on this. He ran a lot of oversight during the Obama administration. It was a huge thorn in the paw for the same people, the same racketeering criminal conspiracy group that runs both Clinton world and Biden world. Man, they are stupid. And they actually hate each other. This is something that was revealed through Hunter Biden's texts. Hunter Biden ripped Bill Clinton as an a-hole who looks like who looks like shit. <laughs> just, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I don't like to swear. I, like to, I don't like to swear. But that's what they say. That's what it says. I'm saying it in context. And Clinton aides are greedy, according to his emails. Well, well, well. Let's go ahead and look here at what Hunter Biden had to email about Bill Clinton. Uh, Hunter Biden ripped former Bill Clinton as an a-hole who looks like S in his 2016 email exchange that took aim at multiple Clinton aides in 2015 emails with longtime business partner Eric Schwerin. This is the guy who visited the White House like a billion times to see Joe Biden and try and get greasy deals done for his scumbag cokehead son. In April 2008, in April 8th, 2016, uh, correction there, Exchanges obtained by Fox News Digital, Schwerin shared a video clip of Clinton in an email thread with Hunter Biden, uh, with Hunter Biden, who was deputy counsel to Vice President Joe Biden at the time. The clip showed the former president clashing with Black Lives Matter protesters during a 2016 Hillary Clinton campaign event in Philadelphia. <laughs> Hillary didn't vote for that bill because she wasn't even in the Senate, Bill Clinton said at the time. She was spending her time trying to get health care for poor kids, blah, blah, blah. At the time, Joe Biden had already ruled out a 2016 presidential run. He would go on to endorse Hillary Clinton. Uh, the day after Bill Clinton appeared to blame Joe Biden for the tougher sentencing provisions in the 1994 crime bill, Schwerin sent the clip to Hunter Biden, uh, and Hunter Biden said, what an a-hole. Uh, <laughs> and God, he looks like S. Schwerin added, but this is still called the Clinton crime bill. <laughs> oh, man. Very, very good. Oddly enough, Mackler responded after unnecessarily throwing Joe Biden under the bus. He gave a damn forceful pro-minority defense of the crime bill. 
He's still an a-hole. Hunter Biden fired back. Well, well, well. Are you effing kidding me? How greedy can you possibly be? Hunter Biden said as they, he ripped the Clintons inner circle for having greed, uh, taking government salaries while getting paid in the private sector at the same time. Guys. <laughs> guys, 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 guys. Oh my. Hunter Biden ripping the Clintons uh, for being greedy and for collecting a government salary while also operating in the private sector. Who does that remind you of? Jen Psaki right now is somebody who collects a government salary while negotiating a plum job at MSNBC. That's a operationalizing of the private sector and the public sector together. It's illegal. It's wrong. And obviously, this is something that is going to backfire, I think, for Jen Psaki very, very badly. It's something that's backfiring right now for Hunter Biden, and we find it very interesting that it's also backfiring for Hillary Clinton. All of these people deserve each other. This is what we think is going to happen. It's going to be kind of like CNN. You remember at the downfall of CNN, we're not talking CNN Plus, that was another egregious and hilarious example of how stupid that network is. But at the downfall of CNN with Jeff Zucker, everybody got into a Mexican standoff, right? Where there's guns pointed in every direction. Chris Cuomo is suing Jeff Zucker. Jeff Zucker is suing Chris Cuomo. Everyone's pointing fingers at each other. Brian Stelter is all to blame and the entire operation collapses in on itself. The reason why is that this level of a syphilitic diseased temple with so many corrupt individuals at its helm, cannot stand. It cannot continue to exist. It's like the old Soviet Union, Alexander Solzhenitsyn, talking about how the body just has cancer, and that cancer just grows and metastasizes, and eventually it shuts down the entire body. That's what's happening right now with the Clinton family and the Biden family, and it's why they're so just, demonic energy trying to get their ministry of truth through because they want you to not know about it. They want to have a government organ. They know they're headed for a fall and they're, they want to have a government organ that can protect them. It is the last guess, desperate grasps and gasps of a dying regime and the neoliberal order is indeed that, a sick patient on a bed. It is collapsed and it is over and it is a thing of beauty to see. We are delighted to being able to aid in its demise. We are delighted on The Benny Show that we are able to lend our voice to the moment at hand, which is the moment where we rebuild this old rotted world, where the Hunter Bidens of the world go to prison and the Hillary Clintons of the world go to prison. We don't want these people to be roaming free. We want Andrew Cuomo to go to jail. We want these sick individuals to be held accountable for what they do. We're a moral group of people and we love this audience. We want the values of this audience to be projected and spoken and preached every single day. And that's what we do on The Benny Show. We run this show correctly because our priorities are correct. God, family, country. That's what we care about here. We were born free men and women and we intend to stay that way. My name is Benny Johnson and this has been The Benny Show. Thanks for watching.